Unlocking the Cage is recorded live on Twitch Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific at Manager's Comedy. Tune in to chat and share your opinions and help us unlock the cage. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Whether he's removing his face or on a criminal plane or a historical chase, we love Nicholas Cage. Star of Scream and Stage, gonna watch him all day while he's a screaming with rage, cause we're unlocking the cage. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Unlocking the Cage. I am your host Meg. I'm here with my co-host Chris. Hello. Chris. How are you today, Meg? How you doing? Thank you for asking. I'm great. I put in earrings for the first time in months just to make sure I could still do that. So I that's I didn't I didn't put in earrings today. Well, I I'm glad you didn't. It would have probably been pretty painful. I put you. in rear rings. What's a rear ring? No, I don't like, I don't want to know. Um, all right. So this is Unlocking the Cage. Uh, we are live recorded every Sunday, 5 p.m. Pacific time, twitch.tv slash managers comedy. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, you can find old episodes on youtube.com slash managers comedy if you prefer to see the visuals, which uh, for today's episode will be particularly interesting. Just going to say that. Um, <laughs> and particularly untranslatable to podcast format. Um, so today's episode is It Could Happen to You, and um, we have a guest today. Um, you can catch her on Sleepover at 2MB Studios, which is twitch.tv slash 2MB Studio, so, with an S. Anyway, we'll ask her when she comes out. Every second and fourth Saturday, it is actor and improviser Lauren Chapman. Hello, Lauren. <laughs> hey, Lauren. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I gotta work on that that music that plays. It's like I don't know, the volumes <laughs> are weird. Anyway, it's very aggressive. Very yeah. it's aggressive. I need to come. Up. I gotta ask Will to do a different uh, sting when we transfer from this to the guest zone. Maybe we could have him I say think something it's like appropriate for Nicolas Cage, though. It's big and in your face. Yeah, and like unexpectedly. Yeah, and just yeah. like a little bit like unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> Too we should loud. get him to do one of the the vocal ones and like just have it like be like duh, 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 duh. welcome guest or something like that uh so <laughs> anybody in the audience at any time uh please feel free to inform me of any technical difficulties like if our volumes are too low or anything like that i have no clue what's going on i can't listen to the monitor or anything so just let me know. Okay. Um, Lauren, how's it going over there? You said you had a lot of snow in Boston. It's yes, it is snowing. It is not pleasant to drive in, and our dog doesn't enjoy it. Mm. But I haven't left the house, so it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> I was so, I like, it, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, was... Uh, my mom's in Rhode Island, and she's sending me pictures. And it's like not huge accumulations like we had like years ago in Boston. But it's like, it's getting there. You get a little snow. It's significant enough that it's it's not pleasant i would say to walk through if you had to yeah it's like as as someone who recently who lived in los angeles too um like do you do you find the weather to be as annoying as i imagine it would be moving back um okay so it's very i feel like she's about to get real right now because I really like running and like there is no way I'm running in the winter here because I will slip on black ice and I will die and that would be horrible so now I have to run inside on a treadmill which like is such a stupid thing to complain about because I have a treadmill inside and that's a really nice privilege but I miss being outside and being able to like walk around outside without being afflicted by the cold all the time yeah 
Yeah, I think I would miss that too. It's uh, yeah, that that's so funny. Like you guys did move though. If you're gonna move at yeah. any time, at the exact right time <laughs> to move away from LA, because uh, it was right before the pandemic hit, and you got away from all these crazy high LA rents. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, we were happy about being away for that. <laughs> yeah. I let's 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 talk about Nicholas Cage, guys. Um, we. Uh, Pick this movie. So, Lauren, you chose this movie today. Uh, it yeah. could happen to you. And you actually, this was the first movie you requested. And you said you were planning on watching it anyway this week. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, the timing worked out great. So, what what was it? Why? What prompted you to pick this movie? Okay, so I had a different reaction this time. I watched this movie when I first watched this movie way back when. I think I must have been in high school, and it just like came up on TV. I thought it was adorable. I thought Nicolas Cage was so likable. I loved. Um, uh, the the couple of uh, Bridget Fonda and Nicolas Cage. I thought it was so romantic. Um, so I thought like, oh, what a great Valentine's Day-esque movie to watch that's not a basic Valentine's Day movie because it's not super well-known. This time I watched it, I did not like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> I did not like him. I, I, he is a villain. I had a similar experience what? to you because I remember watching this as a, as a younger, like a kid and thinking, oh, it's a feel-good, happy movie. Yeah. Charlie and Yvonne, what a couple, yes. And then, no, no, I am team Muriel. And I, I hate Nicolas Cage in this movie. Wait, okay, all right. That's totally different than I was saying. You're team Muriel. 100% team Muriel. Oh, fuck. That's a, that's a controversy. That's a hot take. That's, that, no, wow. No, it is not a hot take. Not when I lay out the facts. I just want to point out something because when we fuck. had uh, Lauren's husband, Dan, on, he did the movie face off and he started off strong by saying that caster troy was the hero of the story so i i would like to hear <laughs> your your uh, similar um uh thesis on this as we go through this movie you will so slowly but surely be on my side <laughs> and you will know that the rightful person ended up with the millions and then was cruelly scammed out of them. <laughs> Twice, so really, you could say there was one attempted scamming and then a second actual mm-hmm. scamming. And really, this is... Double, a, okay, I understand. Double scam. I think I'm starting to see where you're coming from. <laughs> Tragically. Dan's in the chat. Said, Danny said, your husband says, Caster Troy is the hero. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember us even coming... I, I forget everything about that movie. One comes in, another leaves. So... Uh, he does. Pastor Troy does save um, John Travolta's daughter by saying, like, by giving her a knife to to stab that would be rapist, and then doesn't he like smack him down? Oh, she so, like he saves her. He beats the hell out of the dude from that '70s show. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He saves her. So like, a life was saved. <laughs> I do want to point out that Pastor Troy literally starts the movie by murdering a child. <laughs> so he breaks even, is what That's, you're saying. He saves one, he kills the other. <laughs> <laughs> at least he's not john travolta overwhelmed by guilt and ignoring his family yeah oh yeah john travolta's the worst he does and honestly john travolta if a man was out to kill him why take your son into a public location just out as a target <laughs> yeah they didn't show the sidelines of that which was he was using his son as bait to lure in caster troy or something crazy like that at the top of the movie all right so let's anyway. look at the- before we dig into this movie, I just want to give you guys a little background on the movie. Some of this you may know. Um, so this movie was made in 1994, which 
for me, whenever I think of 1994, the first thing I think of is that the album Nevermind by Nirvana came out every single time I see 1994. Actually, wait, no, that's not true. I think that's when Kurt Cobain died. This is not a Nirvana podcast. I... I'm having some brain farts here. Okay. Um, this movie was made for $20 million. It made $37 million. So it was successful. Uh, generally positive reviews written by a guy, no, directed by a guy named Andrew Bergman, who also wrote Blazing Saddles and Striptease, which you guys remember as the Demi Moore movie. He also wrote um, Honeymoon in Vegas, which he directed as well, which is another Nick Cage movie. Um, This movie was written by someone named Jane Anderson. There weren't really any other credits for her that I recognized. Um, So, uh, you know, it's a it's it's of the time. It's a feel good romantic comedy mid 90s. Um, I think this part of Nicolas Cage's career, this is like right around like face off Con Air. um, uh, The other one. Uh, the other one. <laughs> Sorry, I am off today. Um, hold on. There was a couple other movies that came out this year of his. Uh, this is the same year as Guarding Tests and Trapped mm-hmm. in Paradise. So kind of a big uh, comedy year for him. Um, and then two years later, sorry, next year is Leaving Las Vegas, then The Rock, then Con Air and Face Off. Anyway, that's the back out, background to this movie. Let's get into it. So you guys... You guys have both seen it before, Lauren. You told, talked a little bit about you remember it. Um, Chris, do you remember anything about the movie from the first time you watched it? Uh, just that he was... A, I didn't even remember he was a cop. Just I remember that he gave her half his winnings from the, the lottery. And honestly, that was it. And I just remember, oh, it's a feel-good movie. He ends up with her in the end. And that was all. Wait, can I ask? Did You, you didn't remember? Because when I think of this movie, I do think of like the base plot. But I also think how lovely of a story it's based on. Right. Yes. That's the other thing is it's based off a real story. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. Sort of. I like um, the, I honestly like the real story better. The real story is nice because the cop and the waitress actually knew each other and they picked the numbers together and they're both like, all right, shake on it. We'll split it. And then they did. And then they both lived happy lives with their own significant Wait, let's, let's cut to, let's cut to their, the picture of, oh God. Wrong. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm hitting lots of buttons. Anyway, sorry about that. Let's cut some pictures of these guys. Oh, yeah. So we can compare what they actually looked like. Yeah. So the on the picture on the right, they are the two people on the right. And then this is them on the left, which is a really crappy picture. But like, I just love that he's a cop. He's known this waitress for like 15 years. And he's like, hey, her name is Phyllis. Phyllis, let's pick some numbers together. <laughs> and then they split it. How sweet They're legitimately that? friends. Yeah. That's really sweet. It's really cute. Anyway. So, cops. so yeah. So, um, the general, so general impression. So you, Chris, you didn't really remember it. Lauren, obviously, you came away uh, completely opposite from what you remembered. Um, so let's get into it. So we start off with uh, sort of introducing the main characters, right? We've got we've got Nicholas Cage, the cop. I don't remember his name, and he is just <laughs> I don't remember his name. The cop's Charlie. Name. Charlie, thank you. Lauren. Oh, sorry. I it. Yeah. The cop's name is Charlie. And like we, his really, his only character trait that we can see is he's just too nice, right? Yeah, he's just like the best cop in the world. Like he is- a, He's just such a good, good- Yeah, like he's playing stickball in the streets with kids. Like stickball is actually a thing that exists. Like, what is that about? It's just, just whatever. The he's most wholesome. He's a wholesome man. 
And then he's got this partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Yvonne is in bankruptcy court. Or she's like talking to a judge. And how she declares bankruptcy is the judge just stamps bankrupt on her thing, which is not how it works in real life. Like it's. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, because she asks, she's like, my husband ran up all my bills. It's not me. I don't know what to do. What can I do? So the judge is like, I know what you could do. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. It's like, first off, you got to bring your husband in because if you declare bankruptcy, it's going to greatly affect his credit also. Also, like if you declare bankruptcy, uh, there's a lot more paperwork involved. And then once you do win the lottery, they're going to garnish some of that money. Like there's all these things I didn't go into. She's like, nope. Bankrupt. Bankrupt. And so, and her, her husband is a no good Nick. Yeah. Yeah. Stanley Stanley Tucci, no good Nick. We don't like him. He doesn't show up till later, but, um, we, the thing that we learned about Yvonne's personality is she is also just a really good person. The only difference between her and Nicolas Cage is that she at least seems to have a sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Very kind. Loves people. So kind. Loses her glasses. (laughs) Sense of humor. Not, but not above, I will say she's not above throwing a bunch of cigarette ashes in a cup of coffee that she gives to her mean boss. Okay. When I saw that, I told Dan, I was like, if I saw a waitress do that, I would immediately say something. And this is now when we know how bad cigarettes are. And maybe in 94, we didn't understand that yet. But I would never share anything with her if I saw that. Because that is evil. <laughs> and like I don't think ash dissolves it's ash it's gonna float but he likes it the he's coffee like, shop owner gets a nice little moment where he's like mm, damn good cup you catch him <laughs> later in the film like he's making a coffee just like flicking ash into it like himself <laughs> I'm addicted now <laughs> um so we, we we introduce all these characters oh I forgot about Muriel Muriel, Muriel. being ah! Charlie's wife the poor sweet Muriel Rosie Perez. Now, Rosie Perez Muriel sorry. is a lady. No, I was just saying, like, Muriel is like, she's just a lady who's like working hard and expects an equal, like, uh, kind of mentality from her partner, which she should. She mm-hmm. wants someone who wants to build a good life together with her. And he's just like, we're fine. I'm a good cop. I kind of want to actually, I'm starting to turn over to Lauren's side here because. <laughs> There's a, there's she's a... saying things like, this apartment isn't big enough for us. We cannot have children in. And he's like, nah, cops, cops have children. And she's like, but practically speaking, we cannot put, there's no place to put a child. And he's like, it's going to work out. And she's like, I am trying to make things work out. You are not trying to make things work out with me. The other, the other thing to point out here is Rosie Perez. I don't know how old the character is, but her age was 30. When she filmed this, Nick Cage is over 30. They met in high school. They've been together for close to 20 fucking years. Yeah. They clearly, like, decided to go in this together. Like, clearly, Nicolas Cage, being such a good guy, like, made promises to her about building a life if she still has this mentality of, like, we are going to build a life together. And Nicolas Cage is sitting back being like, I enjoy playing neighborhood stickball and not working as hard as you are. <laughs> so, like, really... Wow, that not, when you kind of put now, now, now it's like there's like things clicking in my head. Like, this, <laughs> he's the so- kind thing for Nicolas Cage to do would be to say, "Look, Rosie Perez, like we were together a very long time, and we have a connection, but clearly, I'm I'm going in a different direction than what I initially said I was set out to do. So, like, we should make an even break right now. Yeah, like, that's the kind thing to do. People change. Yeah, people change, but and she's th- still pushing forward, being like, "We're going to change together." 
together and Nicolas Cage is dragging his feet. And he's kind of like so indecisive as to he mm-hmm. has to let circumstance make his tough life decisions for him. Yep. And do you hear how he says the word darling to her? <laughs> it really bothers me because he says it like Dar- darling. Like there's no love in that darling. Well, the acting There's no is. love in that darling. Darling, when he says sweetie to Yvonne later in the movie, when he's like, oh, sweetie, there's warmth. There's no warmth when he says darling. <laughs> he oh knows. My God. He knows he should step away, but will not. Uh. It's a it's a dead marriage. It's a very passive man. And yeah. I mean, his character is really just a flat nothing, like too good, too boring. You could tell all he like, cares about, yeah. yeah. Cage didn't have any room to play with this one. It was just oh, all, yeah. you know. Um also I do want to point out, and we'll, we'll hopefully we'll see some clips later on. Rosie Perez's outfits during this movie are so good. So Every good. single one. She's so uh, she looks beautiful in every single one of them she looks iconic also like because a big thing later she gets plastic surgery she must have been so uncomfortable in the first half of the movie because they like strapped her down to make it look like she had a small chest but she still carries herself in such a way yeah that's a that's another trivia thing so what later on the movie uh rosie breast character has breast enhancement surgery and those are her actual breasts (laughs) she's been wearing like a binder basically for the rest of the movie (laughs) I didn't know um, that. Right. Now I'm looking back at these pictures of Rosie Perez in this movie, and I'm like, oh, wow, okay. That's a, wow. The acting she brings, even though like she's in restricted costuming, you oh, you don't even know. They, uh, yeah, they really they really do characterize her. They, they make her seem like the villain from the beginning. You know, you're rooting against her. She's They give her a lot of, like, I'm superficial character moments, at least on the surface, yeah. Um, so we get to the scene where... Uh, the waitress Yvonne and Charlie meet and he doesn't have money for a tip so he leaves her the lottery ticket now uh we weren't able to find a thing of this scene online so um we uh we found the next specs thing uh Chris if you want to cue it up okay uh, <laughs> the this movie uh was remade in both um Bollywood and Tollywood so that's Indian cinema and um uh, oh, I just closed it. Uh, Bangalore, Bang- Bengali cinema? Bangladesh? Um, no, it's, um, well, oh my God. Bollywood and Tollywood. And Bollywood and Tollywood. So we have a faithful a clip remake, of- a shot, like an almost shot for shot faithful remake of the film. Yeah, the, in the, uh, the, the Bollywood one, which is called Bade Dilwala, um, and the Tollywood one, which is called Bahumadi, are both on YouTube in their entirety. Um, the Bollywood one in particular is like extremely faithful. So we have a few scenes from that that we're going to watch. So here's the scene where he gives her the ticket. Hey, lottery ticket hai mere paas. Lottery? Lottery ka main kya karungi? Hey, lottery maine 20 rupees mein khareedi hai. Iska aata yani 10 rupees aapke tip ka. I argue better than the original, but <laughs> I mean, it's cute. <laughs> what, and one change in the uh, the Bollywood version is that she has sort of like almost like a German outfit, like a like a little um... oh, like she's working at like um I don't Oktoberfest esque kind of yeah, kind of little Oktoberfest thing. Um, she also has a kid. Yeah, she has a kid Ooh. in the movie. Too. Yeah, she, in, in the Bollywood version, as we'll see in some later clips. So yeah, so it's so he he offers her half of this ticket. Man, I am really starting to take your side here, Lauren. Okay. Also, the ticket thing. 
Muriel told him the numbers to pick. So one could claim, oh, it's Nicolas Cage's ticket too. However, Muriel chose, chose the first two numbers and last two numbers. Nicolas Cage messed up the middle two numbers. Regardless, one can't say it's more one or the other. That's an equal ticket. And he yeah. gave away half of an equal ticket. He should have talked Between him and his wife. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and uh, ban this guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See that on the chat? <laughs> Bye-bye. What? I didn't see it. Oh, to so the girl on the right, let me get a bag of your hair. Ban. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry about keep that. hair on their head. Big that's a Wow, that's a we good one. That hair. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> sorry about that. Whoa. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> There's no even offer of an equal exchange? Like, you wouldn't send me some? And how that's big of a bag? <laughs> this is a movie about compromise, or it should be. You know, you bring up an interesting point about the numbers, because the number of numbers you get don't equate like it's not a linear cut it's like an exponential cut right so who is the one who you know what i mean like if you only had two numbers were it the first two numbers so you only get five thousand dollars or is it the last two so you get a million you know what i mean so it's it's a weird i mean i I think about it if dan and i chose numbers together Mm -hmm. and in this like in the real setting the waitress and the cop chose the numbers together there was no wife or husband who extra chose numbers it was really him and his wife charlie and Yvonne, uh, muriel who chose the numbers and charlie just offered it off if dan did that i would murder him and then get all <laughs> like, the money ah uh, smart i would murder him and i would take that money this is recorded <laughs> i would do it <laughs> You know, uh, what's it called? Yeah, no, I told him when we watched the movie. I told him when we watched the movie. I was like, that is unacceptable. If you meet someone and they need help, we will have a discussion. You don't make that decision on your own. It's so weird. This movie has like a weird concept of property law because like people are married. It's just, it's everybody's. It's not like, you know, one person picked yeah. the number so it's their ticket. It wouldn't even matter. I don't know. <laughs> Dan, I am aware. Dan says in the chat that he's aware he'll be murdered. This is our uh, our first uh, murder threat on the um, the podcast. I'll, I'll well cut it out. First, uh, request for one of our guests' hair. So yeah, but no equal exchange. He wasn't gonna give me any hair. He just <laughs> expected me to give my hair. Rude. Yeah, rude. How? What rude. are you gonna replace it with? You need more hair. <laughs> need more hair. <laughs> okay, so we 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 move on. We have this um completely. So they've won the lottery. Everybody's excited. Mm-hmm. We have this completely unnecessary robbery scene in the middle of this. Right after it's not because Nicolas Cage needs an excuse to spend more time with Yvonne. But Smart. even though he could spend this time with his wife while Wait. she is trying to build them a future. Wait, well, back up. But the robbery scene, Yvonne isn't involved in. I'm talking about the one where he... Oh, no. He's out of commission. Yeah. In the coffee shop, he's out of commission because he's shot in the robbery scene. And thus oh. he retires from the force. And, and he's like, oh, I have so many days and nothing to do them with. What do I do with these days? Should I ask my wife if we want to like have a nice romantic time together with all these millions? No, let me contact the waitress and go rollerblading. Ha ha ha. Oh man, Lauren, you're really honest something because not only is he like so hapless, he can't make up his mind about what he wants to do. He has plenty to do. He could be helping with all the goddamn renovations in the apartment. He's not doing mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, and she does. She's not even just doing renovations for them. She told him, she's like, I met with this contractor. We're going to build these into apartments. It's going to build our wealth. We'll be landlords now. And so we won't have to work and worry about money. 
He's like, and ah. Nicholas Cage is like, I like where I live. <laughs> he's like, he's like, ah, oh, no, I, I just, I want the world to happen to me, and everything's gonna work out just Ugh. fine. Like something tells me he doesn't even know how to pay bills. Like she's just doing it. No, I bet, I bet he doesn't. I bet he doesn't, and that's why he's so like, we can have kids. Cops have kids, and she's like, literally, we cannot at this point. Oh, Dan There's just more- reminded me of something. At the beginning, he delivers a baby on the bus. Remember that shit? Oh, yeah. He gave birth to a child. (laughs) Reassisted. Yeah, I mean, so you're right. Yeah, so those are the functions of that segment is like reinforcing how he's such a good cop. Um, There's this really funny bit where he chucks a can of Hormel chili at the robbery, the the robber, and that's how he defeats them. Um, they, uh, yeah, I, I, so that, so that scene to me felt unnecessary, but I hear, I hear the motivations for why you guys thought it was included. That makes sense. Can we um, jump back? I know. Can I just sorry, say, sorry, you go. Oh, no, maybe we're going to jump back to the same thing. What were you going to jump back to? <laughs> well, when we we're first introduced to the waitress, we're also kind of showing how good of a no, person no, she is. Not Okay. Right. Uh, do you want- like we have we have the uh, the the part where like they because it's the you know it's the middle of, it's the mid nineties and we have the person the guest who's like uh, the guest at the the diner who's in, it's implied that he has AIDS um, and, and like, they, like very heavily too because mm-hmm. Nick Cage is like he's got it huh and it's like what the hell <laughs> like Jesus very very but really when you think about it he just gives him normal service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she does normal waitress things for him. She's a good person because she treats him like a human being, I guess. <laughs> and I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't a fully formed human at that time. Maybe people were not like that then. So maybe that is like an extra show of how good she is. But to today's standards, she was being a waitress. See, that was back when there was a disease that wasn't contagious, but people treated you like they should stay away, away from you. But now when these diseases are contagious, they want to party with you all the time and hug and, and make out. No. It's a different I will time. say a little bit of context, uh, having recently listened to a podcast about Princess Diana. Do you guys know the famous story of Diana going to an orphanage at, or maybe it was a hospital and she there was a kid with eight who was HIV positive and she hugged him? And that was like, I mean, I think uh, at the time kind of shocking for yeah. people because they were like, oh, like, are you worried about you're going to get it or something? That was only 1991. So wow. this is actually, okay. it makes sense. I take back what I said about Yvonne then. She was being extra nice because people didn't know any better right then that you couldn't catch AIDS. How so she we, was being, she was showing how kind she was. How do we get that stigma on COVID? How do we <laughs> get, we know, need that anyway. population population. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what were you going to come back to, Lauren? Oh no, I had one more thing. Uh, I was going to jump back to. The- <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's one more thing. His partner orders a double cheeseburger and a blueberry muffin while he waits. Oh, <laughs> is a sweetheart. Bo is a sweetheart, except when he's not, and he just makes silly choices. <laughs> um, I was going to jump back to the 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 convenience store owners they're not very nice about them and i don't know if this was like a directing choice that they did not tell the convenience store or uh, the people portraying the convenience store owners like hey nicholas cage and the guy playing Bo are going to talk about you like you're awful people so act like awful people instead they just act like normal convenience store owners and Bo and nicholas cage were like oh that bitch like that bitch and that guy who owns the store you could tell they're getting robbed because they're being nice to us for a change yeah. <laughs> and it's like they weren't they weren't portrayed as mean before that <laughs> and, 
It's but like, I it think that was probably um, some some second AD didn't tell the people portraying the convenience store owners like Nicolas Cage is going to badmouth you, so <laughs> act mean. Also, like wrote- those robbers are friggin' uh, masterminds to in the instant before cops happen to walk in, say everyone, this is what you're going to do or you'll die. Like, how did they pull that off? It made no sense. I mean. They yelled, act like you're shopping. <laughs> and they, they- <laughs> oh my God. I don't. <laughs> I, th- I thought, so there was something. I don't I- know how people in the 90s beat robberies. Did you think, Lauren, because you're a musical person, you sing a lot, you're a musical improviser. There were lots of moments in this movie. I thought this would make a great stage musical. It would. I do agree with you. But you would have to, Okay. <laughs> You would have to make it so Nicolas Cage's character could be likable. You would need, you would need, in my heart, to make it so like Muriel was extra evil and they were already like going through divorce proceedings, I think. Because there is so much great emotion, but I can't root for Charlie and Yvonne right now. And I I ideally want to root for- I think you need to give, you need to give a lot of the characters a lot more depth. Like Charlie in particular has no personality. He just sucks. His partner could be played by the guy And I guess if he had a nice I wish song. Yeah. Like, what if what if uh, the guy who plays Aaron Burr, Burr plays Charlie's partner and he has his own song? Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah. Close <laughs> song would just be like, I like being a cop. I got a wife. I drink in the evening and it's good. My kid has a little mermaid blanket. We have a nice life. <laughs> like, that would be a waste of Leslie Odom Jr. for sure. Is the partner. like Also, like... like- He's his partner for how many years? And, uh, you know, sorry, nobody, nobody says, all right. So like he's his partner for how many years? And then he wins the lottery. And then like, he's like, oh, by the way, here's some season tickets to Knicks. I don't know. See you later. Like, it's a nice gift. But like, you know, I'm sure he could use something like, you know, college tuition for his kid or I don't know, something cool like that. I will say that that's what he asked for. Like when they, huh? is that what you're going to say, Lauren? Like when, when he was saying like, what would you do if you win the lottery? And he's like, I would get season tickets for the Knicks. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I mean, ugh, now that's what we do. Back in the day, in the 90s, they just they just threw it at other things. Man. Yeah. yeah. All right. So what happens next? Yeah. So what, what, I, I just want to do a little clip, uh, just a little check in with what's going on in the Bollywood movie. So we have our robbery scene. There's a similar action scene in the Bollywood movie. Um, although it's a little, takes a little bit of a different toll, but I think the end result is that he gets injured in the same way. Oh yeah. He has the same sling on the same arm. Yeah. people at home he he took an umbrella and he he boarded a bus using it as a kind of makeshift grappling hook not since krish as you've seen action this good i will say that i did think the action scene in this movie might was actually like more fun there's there's a whole bit afterwards where he's like hanging off the side of the bus and like kicking the guy from inside the butt like it's it's pretty fun (laughs) is our dance is 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 this the bollywood nick cage (laughs) 
Yeah, does does he replace him multiple times? So here's here's a question for us, Chris, to research. Are there any other Nick Cage movies that have been turned into Bollywood movies? <laughs> we'll have to loop back on that. Um, okay, so uh, we have uh, we got we got a little action scene. We have the boat scene um, where <laughs> Rosie Perez, uh, you know, goes off with this like rich guy who she's who he eventually ends up marrying and scamming her so i will say she goes into it being like millionaires they've invested money and she starts taking notes if nicholas cage was a good husband not on a date with yvonne he would be by her side being like these are good investment ideas wait a minute that one seems like a scam hmm that's a good idea wait a minute this guy's scam artist come this way muriel instead he just lets this poor woman his wife who he's loved for 20 years loved for 20 years be taken in with excitement to invest funds for them to build a better life together and she gets hoodwinked that's nicholas cage's fault mm-hmm. yeah yeah he Meanwhile, romantic date with with cheek to cheek dancing, Nicolas Cage and Yvonne. A Clearly man. a date. Yeah. Oh God. Married when you start woman. laying it out, it's it's really sad when you lay it out because like she Yvonne could have literally been anyone. Yeah. Yeah. He picked the first person he saw. He's just I want out. The relationship was over. He just wanted out. He literally picked the first pretty lady he saw. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do think we skipped over. Actually, there's a whole montage of Muriel shopping. Um, do we have anything from that from the actual movie, Chris? All we have is the clip of uh, the guest star. Yeah, we have a we have a. Uh, I, I'm curious, Lauren, if you recognize this actress. Her? No. Who is she? Well, Who are you? We'll go back for another second look. I'll try to pause it. That actress. This is, is her she? first role ever. Who are you? It's uh, Emily Deschanel, a.k.a. Bones. <laughs> <laughs> what a part! <laughs> what? What a part! The, with, the, with the paint. Ah! She's the one tossing paint on uh, Rosie Perez. How fun. How fun for her. She must have gotten to throw in paint on like a prop standing thing like at least five times yeah <laughs> so she she is the uh daughter of the cinematographer of this movie ah, she that loves deschanel. <laughs> those deschanels that's how they those got in the deschanel dynasty we've been watching a lot of new girl recently so i look this up um just i don't like liking new girl but i do love liking new girl because then if you go on to worn on tv.com all of Zoe Deschanel's outfits are posted there, and they're all terrific. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's sorry. It's been a journey. We've done the whole. We've done the whole thing. We're like midway through season seven, whatever the second to last season is right now. Yeah, oh, I didn't I think mean, I was gonna I've like it. it I've watched it all. Um, so this is this is a theme. The scene of so this is this this theme. The scene of the like the you know ostensible villain getting something thrown on them, right? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, would it surprise you if I told you this was recreated oh, in? Oh wait, never mind. I don't have the I don't have the one from the Tollywood. I have the Bollywood one. Oh, you didn't get the Tollywood one. The Tollywood okay. one is 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 real the, gross. She falls into a sewer. That is she how falls it... into an actual sewer and emerges covered in like slime and mud. Ugh. Yeah, the Bollywood one is a, is more tame. It's uh, it's similar. <laughs> Oh, 
this kid's throwing powder uh paint at her so, yeah the, the festival holy which is the colored powder um so it just there's actually a a scene after like right after that she gets like a way bigger blast oh yeah I, I, yeah um so she's not happy uh, uh, who uh. would be <laughs> so then talk to me lauren how do you all right so i i you ex- you know i know you're a muriel apologist for this so what about when she steals the money from like so nick cage has given a dollar to a homeless man and she walks right up and she takes it back okay that's wrong however she's been pushed to an edge <laughs> right this isn't just like the first bad thing that Nicolas Cage has done or bad thing. The thing, this isn't the first time he's given away money. She's, he's already given away half. Is this the point where he's given it all way to the subway people? Uh, it's before that, I think. Okay. It's before that. He's already exhibited traits where he's just giving money away. And she's like, Nicolas Cage, I need you to stop giving away money without consulting me. And Nicolas Cage is like, blah, blah, blah. And then just gives it away. And she's like, you literally just did what I told you not to do. <laughs> it's like- it, it's like fighting between parents and like making your the other parent always be the bad guy to the kids. Yeah. I mean, granted, okay, Muriel might not give money away to homeless people. Yes, that is a character flaw. But Nicolas Cage keeps giving it away and not listening to her. She's pushed. If they had kids, it'd be like, oh yeah, of course we can go to Disneyland tomorrow. And like, she'd have to be like, no, we can't. We're trying to, you know. I already told you. I told you four times. And then Nick Cage would be like, sorry, kids, your mom says no. And it's like, what the hell? I I wanted to make her into the bad guy, yeah. (laughs) And I will say, these these purchases Muriel is making, she made the improvements to the apartment to expand their wealth to create uh, uh, apartments for them to be landlords of. And then she's taking Nicolas Cage with her to every store she's going in. Therefore, she's saying, Nicolas Cage, I want this. And Nicolas Cage is probably like, yeah, whatever. And she's like, Nicolas Cage, I want this. And he again is probably like, yeah, whatever. She's showing him the purchases she's making and how she's spending money. Mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage does not give her that respect. I think they were trying to portray her as somebody uh, who was very materialistic and self-centered. But they didn't. Well, they didn't do a good job because I'm just seeing a lady with her husband celebrating millions. (laughs) I think they didn't push the self-centered enough. If she had gone on shopping sprees by herself, if she had like thrown money at stupid things just for her, I think it would make a lot more sense. Yeah. But instead, she's literally taking him with her to store she's going to and she's investing in their future. (laughs) And I mean, if you win a million dollars, like you're probably going to buy some nice clothes. I think you're probably going to want to go to Tiffany's. I'm sorry. Like you're probably going to want to. Okay. So we have, then we have the montage jumping forward a little bit of them just like doing all the nice stuff. We've got romantic times for them. Rollerblading. (laughs) He falls in the pond. In the subway. Taking the whole neighborhood to a baseball field. Not inviting Muriel. Just the whole neighborhood. Yeah, what was Muriel even doing? Like, he must have had to come up with an excuse. Like, he must have been like, hey, I'm going out. Where are you going? Don't worry about it. Just fucking leaves, you know? Because he, she does eventually confront him and be like, are you in love with him? <laughs> or are you in love with her? I guess it's a better way to say it. She's like, Nicolas Cage, are you in love with this waitress? Yeah, because we we see that there's like the newspaper is following them around and like publishing this, their story on the same day. So literally she comes home and there's like already a newspaper story yeah, about she's like, what they What's up, Nicolas Cage? You're giving away more, more of our money and you're having an emotional affair. And the twist ending is there literally was 
a reporter following them around. Yeah, that's true. That is the twist ending of the movie. Angel is is one of my favorites. Because first of all, he's so cool. He just comes out of nowhere. Like, there'll be a clip going on, and all of a sudden, he'll be like, this is what's happening now. <laughs> now I'm over here. <laughs> like, I mean, it's literally Isaac Hayes. Like, you don't get much cooler than that. Ah. I think and they should have used him more. I think that he came through so rarely that it was like a little like, what is this guy's deal? I think he should have been a more consistent narrator through this movie. I wish they really made you think he was an angel from God. Mm-hmm. And then you just find out he's a reporter. Like, because you get that a little bit at the start. You're like, is he an angel? Nicolas Cage is ignoring him as he walks by. Is he really there? Maybe he's maybe he's a spirit. They're like, oh, I guess he's not. I wish they made him super ethereal, well, and then it was a real big twist that he was freeze. What this movie? Oh no, you're back. I think. Yeah, we're back. You're back. Uh, you're not back. Yet. Yeah. Oh no, no. They're, they're, what this okay, movie fails to do, and we heard. I heard. We heard most of what you said. Uh, what this movie, I think, like is putting out there is that there is a man who works for a newspaper who occasionally likes to stare in a neutral direction and tell people what's going on around him <laughs> yeah, yeah, and follow people and do that. That's because, because he's not an angel. We know that now he's a news reporter. He's not the narrator. He's a, just a news reporter. And so. uh interesting parallel to uh, the movie, the family man, which we watched a month or two ago, where we have another character well, it's played by Don Cheadle. Who's just sort of like always, you know, he's also black. He's also, he's always there. He disguises himself as like, someone he's not and has some in 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 the family man he's very clearly is an angel or has some sort of magical thing going on but sort of like this like you know african-american character who's just there to help this white guy fuel his plot you know further his plot you want to hear a theory about family man me and dan's theory okay oh you guys have you actually seen that movie let's hear it yes i've seen that movie i really want to hear this (laughs) it's a good it okay my our theory for that movie is he that angel was originally going to offer the wish to the the um grocery or not grocery it was a bodega clerk yeah that he was originally going to offer that like me to the, the clerk and then Nicolas Cage came in and he's like well I guess it's gonna be this guy instead <laughs> yeah I think you're 100% right because he's like you missed out yeah. man and then he but also, yeah that movie is sad though because those children never existed now <laughs> Yeah, that if you think too much about the kids in that movie, that's dark. Yeah, not just their kids either. Never like, it's like never will. Butterfly effect took out a whole school full of kids. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyways, All right. we yeah. have our angel. Yeah, so we have our movie. Um, so I do want to point out. So we have the we have the kids. You know, they go to the baseball stadium. A bunch of kids running through a baseball stadium, having fun. That sounds like a musical number to me. Uh, it fortunately, does. it is. <laughs> The Bollywood version has it. It's exactly what it sounds like, guys, for the people at it's home. It's like, I love like, it. I love like it's 50 so kids much. dancing in a stadium. It's really cute. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the. It's everything you want. <laughs> that movie i i want to actually watch it. it it i wish it there was an english like like uh subtitle i, I can't can't find it yeah oh, I, I didn't, didn't. Even, that's unfortunate 
Yeah, I didn't do a super deep dive. I'm sure there's a way to get it, but um, this movie, like, all right. So the big theme in this movie is that, or what they tried to say is that fate was kind of the hand of fate was involved, and like the whole scene with them at the hotel, which I think we're mm-hmm. about to get into. Right? That wasn't fate. That wasn't fate. Yeah. Okay. First fate of all, didn't Stanley give them adjoining rooms. <laughs> Stanley Tucci comes in, best shape of his life. And Stanley Tucci's like, we're married and I'm gorgeous. And we were gonna, we were gonna show the Stanley Tucci clip, but I'm sorry, <laughs> you're not allowed to show men's nipples on Twitch. So we're not what? gonna there's, uh. a, there's a part where Stanley Tucci stands up and his towel is open and uh Chris really wants to talk. I I enhanced it. But unfortunately, unfor- <laughs> he was wearing underwear under there. Anyway. And unfortunately, we can't show it because we can't show nipples. How unfortunate. The viewers need to know and listeners need to know, Stanley Tucci is in the best shape of his life without dehydrating himself. Because I asked Dan, I said, Dan, is Stanley Tucci in the best shape of his life? And Dan is a physical therapist anal- analyzed him. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, he is. And then I was like, but is he dehydrating himself like most people do? And Dan was like, no, not at all. He just looks like a, a very like good man. I, I mean, will say, I think a lot of like poses. He looks great. I think the hair has improved in later years. I think that once he shaved his head versus sort of the pet male pattern baldness thing, I mm-hmm. think that's a better look for him. He looks great though. He does all these fun flexes and he's like, look at how good I look. <laughs> and Yvonne is like, I'm in love with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. Also, he, he he was a bad guy, right? But like, he could have been so much worse. Like, could have been worse. He could have been a real bad guy. Instead, he comes in, tries to woo his wife, and his wife is like, "I will not be wooed." And he like, doesn't take anything. I just need some money. He takes he, some. He takes some macadamia nuts. He takes the macadamia nuts, which honestly, Yvonne, come on now. You think that's the height of luxury? The the thing the the thing too is like. He asked for the money. He could have been a real asshole and been like, well, we're married, so your property is my property anyway, and got a lawyer involved, but he just immediately backs yeah. off. He's like, all right, never mind. And it's not even he's asking for money because he's like, hey, I'm broke. He's like, hey, this is the thing I want to set up. Will you invest? And Yvonne <laughs> is like, no, Nicholas Cage is the one I love. The Stanley Tucci players or whatever his name was. The Oh, it's yeah, like a theater, like the right? Theater thing. He wanted her to invest in the arts, and she refused. <laughs> Guys, he is all of us. He is all these improvisers trying to start a theater. He was just trying to start an improv theater. Really, he was. He wanted to invest in the youth and arts. And Yvonne said, nay. He saw I'd rather kids. go along with Nicolas Cage and his crazy spending spree. Oh, man. Wow. All right. So so she so, leaves the house because she, she doesn't want to be around the tooch anymore. Um, the tooch gooch. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Rosie Perez dumps Nicolas Cage. Uh, they both go to the same hotel, the plaza. That 20 plus year relationship or whatever it's, ended so abruptly. So, okay. Go ahead, Lauren. Sorry. Well, cause she was like, you are cheating on me. And he's like, maybe <laughs> she's like, you are cheating on me. Leave the home. And he's like, all right. He's like, wait, you want a divorce? That's crazy. All right. I'll leave. Like he, he can't make a decision for himself. Ah, man. No. And then they go to the plaza, which. All right, it's the plaza. Eloise in the plaza. That's nice. As someone who visits New York when it's not a pandemic, I will say their view from the plaza wasn't very good. If you want a good view of the park, you go to the park lane. (laughs) Cheaper, better view in the park. It's more centric. (laughs) When I saw their view, I was like, "Mm, I've I've had better views. And I'm not even a millionaire. (laughs) 
And I'm not even a millionaire. We simply found a Black Friday deal. <laughs> you can live like a millionaire at the Park Lane Hotel. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by... I love the Park Lane. <laughs> yeah, so. that whole thing where he, he leaves and he's got his suitcases and he shows up and they're like, what, Wait, you're, you're here too? It felt like to me, oh, this must be from the real story. And they're just using the the recount that these people had to make themselves innocent. You know, it kind of sounds like a bullshit story you would tell. Like, she just happened to be at the hotel too. You know what I mean? Yeah. But actually it has nothing to do with the real yeah. story. And so whatever. I hope that thought made sense. And clearly the... Clearly, like the hotel concierge was like, oh, I see what's going on. They're cheating on their significant others. I'll give them adjoining rooms and be a cool concierge. <laughs> Not concierge, desk <laughs> Checker inner, hotel manager. Give them a room. Dan is upset you shared your hotel secrets. <laughs> okay, everyone should know what Park Lane is. It's really good. It's two hotels away from the plaza. It's the best hotel there is. They have every single fr- day at 5 p.m. They have a wine hour, or maybe it's two hours, where they give you wine and snacks, and the snacks are great. Wine hour? Sounds really nice now. That sounds what I want to go to a fancy hotel. It's really nice. <laughs> And all you have to do is ask for a view of the park. Yes, it will be a little more expensive, but less expensive than the plaza. Oh. <laughs> so, so they've things. got their adjoining rooms, right? Which they say, you know, whatever. I think I think this this is set up to be like, oh, they couldn't help but cheat on each other because everything was, or they couldn't help but cheat on their significant others because they were just put in the situation and they're overcome by emotion. Yeah, um, it's too. It's although they too have much. both kind of been dumped at this point. Well, I mean, he is just like fresh. He, well, mm, right. Yeah, Yvonne clearly has been separated for some time. Nicholas Cage has been thrown out of his home for a, an emotional affair, which he won't like even own up to. Yeah. yeah. So instead, he goes for a real time affair. Yeah. <laughs> they just they have sex almost immediately after seeing each other. Like it is just like. Yeah. Boom. I mean, I'm I, I'm assuming. Otherwise, all they did was just change in the robes. That was it. <laughs> Lauren's frozen in a pretty funny yeah. face right yeah. now. Clearly, and clearly something they wanted to do for a very long time because they kept having those romantic bits where they were just like just too close to each other. And then when they finally had the adjoining rooms, he was like, "Haha, do you want fruit? Oh, but you have fruit. Do you want to look at this? Is this what you want to come near my face? Oh, my pants are down." <laughs> I, uh, it, I, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, oh man, like Lauren, you're so right. Like, it's so annoying that people that, like, oh, like, they're just they're not taking any responsibility for their actions at all at any point, or Nick Cage is especially not taking any responsibility for any of his actions the whole movie. Yeah. But Yvonne, too, because we never saw a conversation between Nicolas Cage and Yvonne being like, hey, I'm Nicolas Cage. My wife just threw me out of my house. So we're getting a divorce. As far as Yvonne knows, it's true. The sexy romantic hangout times are just like getting more intense. Man, yikes. Ugh. See, I'm pulling you over to my side. Well, also um, something the partner says early in the film, he's like, I know I know you and you will do the appropriate thing. He doesn't say the right thing. He just says the appropriate yeah. thing as if to say, you're going to do what you're going to do and I can't stop you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Bo knows. Oh no. Oh no. So, all right, we've got to hook also up. Early on, points out like you just want to talk to the waitress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, he, he, he has a crush. The partner's encouraging it for sure. I mean, you can see it in the filming in the very first scene where they meet. Nicholas Cage is just like, like, 
staring right at her, just like obsessed with her immediately. Right. So, <laughs> so they, they bang out. Then they bang out. Giant. Extremely PG. This is a PG movie, a rare cage PG. And, um, and then, so then all, you know, this results in big litigation. Yeah. We get yeah. the lawsuit. Rosie Perez is coming for everything. Yeah. Yep. She wants it all. Muriel deserves it all. She deserves it all. And yes, she lies a bit on the stand. She says that her dead father told her the days to pick, which wasn't true. We both, we all know that. But I'm going to let that slide. I'm going to let lying on the stand slide because she deserves this money. So like, I think, I think this is the, the part where they choose to use that idea in the case was kind of weird. All they really had to say was, well, they're still married. He was unfaithful. So I don't know. It doesn't that, doesn't that usually hold up in like the divorce court? Like if someone's unfaithful, then they get more stuff. It depends on the state if they're a no fault divorce state. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't, I know, don't what, know what New York is. I don't either. Man. That- know what it was in the 90s either right <laughs> either way there's a long drawn out trial we have uh some uh like uh behind the scenes lawyer scenes we have richard jenkins who i know from six feet under and love him is the meanest lawyer ever uh oh no 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 he's just a good advocate for his clients <laughs> You know what sucked what about, about the, this? The fake abuse claims, though. I mean, that's a little bit. It's, it's like, have you ever? No, Nicholas Cage did grab her arm. There were lawyers in the room. Nicholas Cage grabbed her arm hard. That was so weird. Like, why did he reach? Why did he do that? That was so weird. It's just like, he's like, he, he grabs everyone. Oh, that was so fucking weird. Threatening like. You know what? They missed a huge opportunity for the judge to grab a stamp and just stamp divorced on a piece of paper at the end of this trial. <laughs> they should have. <laughs> Oh, he's, so we, he's the dad. From Ste- he's the dad from Step Brothers. Dan says. Richard Jenkins is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, we uh, we go through this whole lawsuit. Do we have any clips from this, Chris? I thought we might have some. Uh, Let me check it out. Uh, clips from the actual movie. Uh, no, I think the next one I have is, is more towards the end. The, okay, di- cool. the diner, mo- the, the diner clip. Yeah. So they lose the lawsuit. They're real sad. Rosie Press gets all the money. Um, they, uh, mope around for a lot, for a while. Um, and then finally Nicolas Cage goes to visit her in the diner. Uh, and this, we do have a clip and I got this clip because the acting is really bad and I did not care for it. And also it was one of the very few clips that was available. (laughs) Huh? I love you. No. Oh, don't you get it? I've ruined your life. Are you crazy? These past couple of days, I felt like half of me was missing. You won $4 million in the lottery. I mean, do you know what an amazing gift that is? And because of me, you have nothing. Because of you, I have you. Why can't you understand that? If you don't want me, that's different. You like different. to grab women. If you don't want me, I'll walk right out that door and you'll never see me again. But please stop talking about the money. It means nothing to me. I don't buy that for a second. <laughs> it means nothing to me. <laughs> now, you, Lauren, you may be looking at that and saying, you know, that's a dramatic clip, but um, wouldn't it be better if it took place during a rainstorm? <laughs> it would be. I wish it did. Oh, my dream. Please, 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 please. 
guy is ripped. Or he's the big dude. Also, wow. they have a kid in this movie. Yeah. Or I think the yeah. Charlie and Muriel already have a kid. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. boy. But then things turn around because it turns out that Isaac Hayes has been spying on them. He publishes their story. Uh, everybody sees how good people they are. And then all of New York spontaneously decides to send them $5 each. Yep. They get the It's <laughs> a Wonderful Life treatment. And enough for them them to be comfortable enough so Nicolas Cage can be a cop and she can be a waitress forever. Yeah, like it's the exact amount of money you're like, they're gonna be okay. Yep. I, they can pay off their debts. Yeah. I want to, uh, I want to, I wrote down a quote from that scene uh, before, sorry, the, the reconciliation. Uh, he said, we should leave New York. We're like freaks here. Like, and then, and then he's no like, cares about you. Well, my, my, was it my cousin? He lives in Buffalo. Yeah. He told me I should visit sometime. Let's go live there. I'm like, wait, visit doesn't mean he's inviting you to go live with him. You and, know, and I feel like the- No, and definitely not bring the new person along. Yeah. I feel like the we're like freaks here is maybe, I don't know, maybe I misunderstood it, but I, I, I took it as like, oh, because we're so nice. Oh no, it's because the media in like- We're so What was that? What did you say, Lauren? Ah, there's a delay on my end, so I think I'm like I think there's a delay on my end, so everything I'm saying is coming like 20 seconds later. No, it's it's been hit and miss. It's, we're, we're it's, good. It's, yeah, we're I'll good. Now. I'll tighten it up in the. Uh, in, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Oh, oh nice. Okay, so but we, uh, really, yeah. So we so we 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 get all this money. Um, I was like, are they gonna send thank you notes? And they decide they're gonna just do like this balloon ride. I yeah, and pollute the environment. What is what are they dumping out of the balloon? Do, do you you don't have the? I clip. think they're yeah. dumping hearts. They're, you they're dumping little hearts. They're dumping hearts. Yeah, this this is like cash. Charlie, Muriel, and Yvonne all lived in a city where people prayed for miracles every day, and sometimes thank you they happened. So He's making a big mess. Not only are they dumping trash, I don't know how safe it is to get a hot air balloon in the air in the middle of New York City. Especially untethered in the middle of the park. Does that? Yeah. Don't what are they, they thinking? They just ride on the wind, right? They don't have steering wheels in a hot air balloon, right? I don't, I don't know how they work. <laughs> Does anyone in the chat know how a hot air balloon works? Dan suggests that the New York Post no. may be paid for it. Oh. I mean, I... I uh, because it does say cop Mary's cop weds waitress. Yeah, New York Post esque print. That's a shitty headline. Because okay, a cop weds a waitress. Which which cop? Which waitress? What who are you talking? About? <laughs> what, else? what else? You could say um, lottery cop weds lottery, or you know. Now now here's the question, guys. Did the Bollywood movie have a balloon? Did they? And more importantly, did I ask Chris to get a clip of this? I don't recall. I think I did. Oh. I have it, and <laughs> I am about to play it right now. note the scenery for this right uh, you can barely see it but i think 
all right this is not a part of we do you, you might have a clip do you have a clip of the musical number where they're doing the love song yes earlier? I, I do that's like a really beautiful majestic background yeah let's, yeah check that because i, I want to there's a through line through the bollywood movie where every time they have a love song it's a, imagined in the swiss alps for some reason okay. and so i think that the bollywood movie It's like sound of music. Yeah. Beautiful. This I mean, is it's, great it's, it's a great move here. Oh, oh, oh shit, sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I, uh, no, 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 it's okay. It's not I really do have it. I do have it. Back bend. And then there's like a jacket pop. Right, that's, I think that's it. <laughs> Great. Wow. I mean, already much more likable than Nick Cage. Yeah. I mean, I certainly a better singer, probably songs in this location and at the end of the movie they bring their daughter who i guess it's probably you know the daughter from the marriage with Mir- with um muriel uh and actually go up in a balloon so that's kind of nice lauren i have a question for you that is nice what is your question if yvonne had a child if what would a nick cage on in this film oh he would have done that awful nick cage thing where he's like well you're my child now no question about it <laughs> <laughs> Could you be referencing any Just like uh, he specific the Wicker Man? He's like, sweetie, listen to me. I'm your father. Don't set me on fire. <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> this is actually a Nicolas Cage theme is you're my child now. No questions asked. I don't know if you've seen the movie Matchstick Men, but that is pretty much the premise of Matchstick Men is his a, a woman shows up and says he's she's his child. And he's like, cool. All right. And face off. This is my child. Face off ends with John Travolta's character claiming a child. And he, in uh, you know, John Travolta as Castor Troy also claims John Travolta's daughter as it kind of, in a way, I don't know. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Guys, we've made it through the plot of this movie. Oh my God. Oh, oh, wait. Oh, well, yes. Th- final thoughts. Muriel at the very end gets scammed. Yes. Good final point. thoughts are Muriel at the end gets scammed because the, the bad guy who she married who she thought she was going to build a future with as she thought she was going to with Nicolas Cage. Another man lets her down and this time takes all her money instead of giving away half of it. Now she has to live in Queens with her mom. And I guess the message of the movie is, you know, greed, uh, narcissism, things like that are, are bad. And you should just be able to be happy with what you have. But at the end of the movie, he still has hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's true. And the movie is based on two people who are the lottery spokespeople. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll we'll oh. get to wrap up our thoughts on the movie in general once we rank it. But let's pivot over, Chris. Check in with our bingo board. See oh, if we yeah. got any hits today. Bingo time. I'm guessing. Uh, we do have a couple, no. one, one hit. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's take a look. So um, we are looking for. Hmm. He, we got is divorced. 
Well, no, because he. Oh, yeah, no, because he, he does divorce. Yeah, I think that counts, right? Yeah, I think okay. that's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he. Well, or is that intended to be? He starts off divorced. I would say at the end of the movie, he is a divorced person. So I think I, I'm good with that. Let's hit it. Okay. Oh man, now we just need cockroaches to finish this angle. I, um, I yeah. We don't have a cage sex scene because we just uh, cut to the the bathrobe thing. Nobody's pregnant. Um, I thought about non-native English speaking love interest, but Rosie Perez was born in New York City, so I feel like she grew up speaking English for sure. Yeah, I think that might be it. I think that's what we got. Was there a car chase in this movie? No. There was, there was a, a kind of no. a, a like um what's it called like a, a a robbery chase but no cars were involved in the opening sequence someone was driving a car during the another robbery but nicholas cage apprehended them on foot yeah Good all memory. right we're making some progress oh, we haven't quite wait yeah a heist no, no i i I think that a robbery and a heist are different. I okay. think a heist is like Nicolas Cage participates to steal something like the Declaration of Independence or I don't know, I'm just throwing out random things, you know? Like, I don't think this was a heist. You don't heist a convenience store. Yeah, uh, Dan was asking if he smokes. No, a heist one. is a well yeah. All right, Sorry so let's go. Let's pivot over to trivia, Chris. All right, it's trivia time. So here's a little trivia that I found about this movie. Um, the movie was originally called, uh, I see two different titles. One is called Cop Gives Waitress $2 million Tip or The $2 million Tip. I do prefer the actual title. I don't know about you guys. Too <laughs> wordy the other way. Um, the uh, some, some people that were originally slated to star in this or were auditioned, uh, this could have been a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Um, except Arnold Schwarzenegger decided to do last with Madonna. Action. Yep, with Madonna or Marissa Tomei. Whoa. Both turned down the role of Yvonne. Um, I think that might have been fun. I don't know. Madonna. Uh, let's see. Um, and the only other one that I got was that the diner was a actual full diner prop. So the exterior and the interior were all built. Uh, it all took. It was all built on a um, parking lot in New York, in Tribeca. Wait, that so whole they, street corner was a was was made in a parking lot. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and that's all I got. So let's rank this movie. All right. All right, Lauren, you've seen this before. We'll talk you through it. Anyway, um, we were ranking out of 10 a few things. The first one uh, is the cast of the movie in terms of like the different people that you were excited to see in this movie. Just to recap some of the people in this movie that we know we've got, you know, aside from Nicolas Cage, we've got Bridget Fonda, we've got Rosie Perez, we've got Isaac Hayes, we have um, Richard Jenkins. Um, who am I forgetting, guys? Any other fun ones? Oh, uh, Emily Tucci. Sorry, Emily Deschanel. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> also, the guy who swindles her is someone I've seen in other things, but I don't know his name. He must be famous, right? Yeah, his he name had a is, lot of uh, prominent. Seymour names. Castle. He's been in some other things. Oh. I kind of want to say he's been in like some of those uh, what's it called type those those uh, spoofy type movies you said that the writer worked on. But I he might... was in honeymoon. He was in honeymoon in Vegas. There he was is. also in a bunch of Wes Anderson movies: okay. uh, Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatic. 
So there's another one for you. Yeah, I, I don't recognize him, but he's been in a lot of stuff. Um, what's it called? And I knew I knew Brendan would pipe in in the chat that he was in Rushmore and a lot of John Cassavetes movies. All right, we've got our character actor identifier in the chat. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so what do you think about the cast, Lauren? Out of 10, you know, how okay. excited were you by this so, cast? I think Rosie Perez is hilarious. I think her and the tooch is a lot of my points. And then also the dad from Step Brothers playing an excellent lawyer like really going hard for his client. I think Bo is great. I think Angel is great. And Nicolas Cage and Bridget Fonda. I will give it it seven points. Wait. Well, I just love the idea of a spinoff movie called Rosie and the Tooch. (laughs) Yeah. They would have a fun time together, I think. (laughs) I don't think they would end up romantically together. I think they would have like some fun little adventures. Ooh. Yeah. Post-credit scene. They're sitting. Uh, Rosie Perez is drinking in a bar. She's been swindled. Down on the other side of the bar, Stanley Tucci. They're like, "You got swindled too, huh?" <laughs> I feel macadamia like- nut. <laughs> Blackout. I feel like that was like absolutely in a draft of the script. Like, <laughs> there's no way someone didn't suggest that. It's a perfect ending. Uh, yeah. And then we got the. Uh, it could happen to UCU where. You know, there's these post-credit scenes. <laughs> Set up the next one. Yep. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna also give it. I think I'm gonna give it an eight. This is a solid cast. A lot of good people in this movie. Yeah, I'm also gonna give it an eight. I was very pleased to see a lot of the people in this movie, and also I I, I know um, Lauren, you're not a big fan of Bridget Fonda, but I had you know, obviously hadn't seen her in a while. She stopped acting, I think, in the early 2000s. But I I did like her in this movie. I thought she was charming, and it was nice to see her in movies. I- I have a problem with her mouth acting. I think her mouth acting is very irritating. Big, yeah, big smile. It's always just like, this is my thing. <laughs> but her mouth is like smaller than mine. So it's just like, like it's a lot of like, a lot of tension right here. She was also way over the top too. Like it was more like theatrical stagey kind of performance. It wasn't like realistic at all. Well, I was happy to see her even if maybe her acting wasn't the best. All right. So speaking of acting, Lauren, uh, non-Nicholas Cage, we grade him oh. separately. Okay, great. Because <laughs> again, everyone else. all my points go to, I think, Rosie Perez and Stanley Tucci, ideal performances. <laughs> 10. 10? Hey, you could give it a 10. I'm giving a 10. Do you know how much thought the Tooch thought about for his poses? I bet so much. <laughs> Rosie Perez had to act restricted half of the movie, but could not show it and gave us such flair and such wonder as she won millions and then had it rudely taken away. Oh man, alternate ending where they start a theater together, Rosie and the Tooch. Uh, she, she gets an investment. That's actually really nice. <laughs> yeah, it would be nice. And then he's like, you know, yeah, I dated somebody, you know, she just, uh, she she would just was weird about macadamia nuts like oh yeah well anyway sorry we don't need to write that movie oh yeah i'm gonna give it a, i'm gonna give it a, a seven because i i wasn't like feeling things this whole movie i was like all right this is fun but yeah rosie perez was great a lot of all the side actors are really great yeah i really think i the two leads like really i was just like i'm not here for you anymore yeah but i love I loved all the character actors. I loved all the side characters so, so much. Even even the coffee shop owner with his, ah, that's a good cup of coffee. <laughs> he was, he was I, uh, uh Comment from the chat, uh, Rosie Perez is an Oscar nominee. She was Oscar, she was a, uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actress for a movie called Fearless, which I actually don't know much about. 
Did oh. um white men can't jump win any Oscars or get nominated for an Oscar or anything like that, Brendan? I forget. <laughs> is that the fastest way to get the answer is to just say it and then wait for the chat. <laughs> I don't want to like make typey noises on the microphone. Typey noises. Okay. All right. Uh, acting. I'm actually gonna go a little lower. I know. Uh, uh, he says he says not that I'm aware of. Um, I'm gonna go a little lower. I feel like the acting was like a little cartoony, and you know maybe that's that's what the movie called for. I'm gonna give it a five. I'm not five. I'm not mad at the acting. Wow. I just what do you have against the Tooch's poses? Oh, I think he was great. I don't I think he feel he felt very effortless, but he wasn't the only That's fair. <laughs> All right. How fun was this movie? Uh out of ten. You know, this is a little bit subjective. So how much fun did you have watching this movie? Ugh, I, I got very bored and very angry, as you can tell, during any romantic scene. But then I loved all the other little scenes. And then I also loved hating Nicolas Cage in it. So I will say a solid eight. All right. <laughs> That's a good score. Uh, I'm going to say a seven. Just, I was, I was, it was all right. I wasn't, it wasn't unfun. Um, I'm going to give it an eight as well it was light-hearted it was you know cartoony um we've had a lot of dark ones recently so i'm a little biased this i enjoyed watching it i i was like i know what to expect this is a romantic comedy it's not gonna get me down this could be the biggest spread in points we've ever had on one category the acting five on one side <laughs> ten on the other i don't think that's ever happened yet that's pretty cool um all right technical so this is uh sets costume soundtrack wigs <laughs> etc Okay, this is okay. I'm not a technical person. So this is challenging for me, because I'm trying to think like, what to think of things. I mean, if you if you felt like like if something took you out of it, you could deduct points. Like if you were like, man, that diner is definitely built on a parking lot, which I will say I didn't think I thought it was a real diner. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Like, or, I love man, Nick, Nate, Nick Cage's character's dye job is a little bit weird. <laughs> Did he? Okay, I, is that his real hair? No, he's he's much darker hair. Yeah, it's a weird wig. Why did he dye the top of his head? I don't think they dyed the top of his head. I think that was partially a wig. Oh yeah, it very well might have been. It's a wig. Does think, he have hair? I think he it's much is. thinner than that in real life. Although this was '94, so he probably you know was. I mean, he. It's. I will say this reminds me a little bit of another blonde Nicolas Cage movie we saw, which is Gone in sixty seconds, where he's even blonder. Um and. Uh, also plays a really bland character so maybe that's a thing to look for is that when he gets blonde he gets boring um so bland yeah so uh if you want we can bounce back to you if chris or you or me we have technical ideas um i'm gonna give it a six i'll just jump in here um i nothing was particularly objectionable to me um, any thoughts guys i'm gonna say uh all right there's a few things that are jumping out you told me that that thing was uh built in a parking lot that's pretty cool uh, the rest of it, there wasn't anything that was like, okay, uh, the costumes are all pretty straightforward. And, you know what? Oh, no. wait. Ooh, Hold yeah. on. The, 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 the Rosie Perez's outfits. I'm bumping mine up to bumping mine up to a seven for Rosie Perez's outfits. Yeah. The costuming for her is so good. I'm going to do that, too. I'm going to go with a seven on that one. I think that's fair. Also, I'm thinking of just like certain scenes that I really liked, like in the apartment felt very much like an apartment they would have together. And I think the set decorating was really light, nice. And like the bathroom scene, like it looked like a bathroom that they would have, not just like a bathroom. And Rosie Perez's costume's really nice. So yeah, I think a seven is good. Okay. Also the portrait they had of Rosie Perez. <gasps> oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Overall, how much did you like this movie out of 10? 
It's a tricky one. It is tricky. And if I were much younger, when I first saw this movie, I think I would give it a higher score because I thought like overall it's hilarious and funny and a loving romantic comedy. But now I'm so angry at Nicolas Cage and he doesn't get his comeuppance, which I would like him to get, but he does not. So I'm going to give it a six. What you want is the other movie that is like the hidden movie within this movie. Or I at least want someone to say like Nicolas Cage, you know, you cheated on her, right? You know you did that. You know you did wrong. And for Nicholas Cage to be like, yes. <laughs> you want like a moment after the divorce trial where his partner comes to him and is like, hey, man, you reap what you that sow. Cool. Like you did this to yourself, you know? Yeah, I want that. Instead of Nicholas Cage running off and thinking he made such a romantic, wonderful choice. I want someone to be like, no, Nicholas Cage. No, you were not the good guy. <laughs> and like the city bailed him out in the end. Yeah. It enabled him. Anyway. It enabled him to kind of be a jerk. No, to be a jerk, not kind of, to be a jerk. And I wanted someone to be like, you're being a jerk. Oh. But no one said that. Oh. No one ever will. Wow. All right. I'm going to say I gave this movie an overall seven. It's because, uh, actually, no, six. I, I was like, all right, it's a fun movie. I had a good time. I'm not going to rewatch it. I'm good with this. So yeah, six. Six for me, too. Six. All right. Last part, take away or add a single bonus point of your choice for something in the movie that you found noteworthy. For example, if you really hated Nicolas Cage's wig, you could take a point away for that. And then let's just popcorn whoever thinks of something first. I got one. Isaac Hayes' secret spy cam with the 110 film in it. Plus one. <laughs> hmm. um, I'm going to take away a point because... I really do think it could have been a musical, should have been a musical, and just no one had that thought. No one did anything with that. It was a waste. Oh, I'm going to add a point for some real good kid acting. <laughs> yeah, that kid, the kid had some friend. great children actors. Like, real children, I thought. Like, I would have been like, yeah, these are legitimate children with legitimate child thoughts that are still intelligent. Can you push my acting score up to six, Chris? For, I want to account the, for the children for acting. the kids? All right. Yeah. Well, one thing, uh, what if they did just use their kids and they're like, hey, you want to go to Yankee Stadium, kids? And that was pretty much it. Hey, you know, you you act what you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see where this ends up. I feel like this is a solid middle of the road one for us. Take us there. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Number five. Number Whoa. five. Wowzer. That's surprising. Okay. Right behind Face Off. Wow. Oh. Huh. Are you sure you got the math right on this thing? No, I think I think it's just we we did us you know everything was kind of between five and ten. It averaged out, yeah. I think it's clustered too, like with a bunch of other movies. Yeah, I think there's of... a big cluster. Um, so just a funny thing to notice about this, and also like if you look at the right side, like a lot of these movies are very bad. So that is that is why you know we're weighted that way. Um, but uh, one thing that happened last episode we did. Uh, where we ranked, we had uh, an error when we ran the spreadsheet. And um, I figured out later the reason that there was an error was because this film's mom and dad and Vampire's Kiss had the exact same score. Um, So we had to break that tie by taking me and Chris's score and adding, you know, whichever one was higher. So me and Chris had a slightly higher score for mom and dad versus Vampire's Kiss. Guys, I'm really surprised about this. Me too. I'm blown away right now. romantic comedy and now is the time when we need it and it's good to hate it's fun to hate but it's also fun to love certain moments i i would say it for me it was better than valley girl okay yeah was it, it better than gone in 60 seconds ah so yeah I, I i i'm on board with the score i'm okay with it this makes sense to me i really stand by like when people talk about like 
chick flick movies, I think when you think about them in the long run, they're f- more fun to watch because they have a more substantial plot. Yeah. <laughs> like, and when it comes down to it, like it's nice to remember a plot <laughs> and the characters had like something going on as opposed to people yelling at each other. Yeah, for- Gone in 60 Seconds has not much of a plot. Yeah. Yep. And I think that's why it probably ranked higher. <laughs> that's very true. All right. Well, now it's time for the final part of the night where we do the cage gauge. It's a two axis plot that shows Cage's acting ability versus his craziness in a film. I have a real strong feeling of where this one's going to end up. Sorry. The cage gauge. It's again out of 10. All right. Lauren, what yes. would you give Cage's trademark cage craziness out of 10 for a score for this film? Mm. He only has one real crazy part, right? What part's that? And that might be in the courtroom scene where he's like, come on! <laughs> like one outburst? It's one outburst. Really, it's one outburst. Every other time he's kind of like, I'm a good guy. Um, so craziness has to be at like a two. A two. All right. Uh, I'm going to stay with zero. This I feel oh. like this could have been played by anyone. Yeah. yeah. I'm also going to say zero. I mean, when, it, when I watch a movie and I'm like, this could have been a Bruce Willis movie, that's a zero for me. All right. right. Out of 10, acting. We we all have some pretty low numbers here. (laughs) Lauren, what do you give him for acting in this one? Uh, I I wish. I wish I could know if things were intentional. Because if he truly was, if he's, okay, the word darling, like I talked about at the top, where he's like, darling, Rosie Perez, darling. And it's just, there's, there's nothing. If that was an actual choice for him to be so void of emotion with her, as opposed to, oh, sweetie, like he is with Yvonne at the end, then I would give him more points. But I don't think it is. I think he's just bad at acting while saying the word darling. And that affects how I will score him in this movie, which is a two. A two. Two's across the board. You're, you're making me think, though, in my brain, like, okay, did Nick Cage sit down and, like, what is this guy's motivations? Well, obviously, he's completely hapless, listless. He doesn't know what to do with his life. Like, what if this was all on purpose? What if it isn't all on purpose? If it's all on purpose, but then he would get comeuppance at the end, right? Yeah, it doesn't tie into the script, you know? Yeah, you're right. Nick Cage is, like, paycheck. I'm going to phone it in. He gets a one from me. Yeah, that's a one for me, too. Oh, man. No, thank you. This is bad acting. This is very bad. This is... lines and he was there (laughs) i think this is by far the farthest in the left bottom corner we've ever had uh let's see where it lines up yeah it's down here in the less crazy bad acting quadrant (laughs) it's a real bad place to be uh some Mm. other movies in that quadrant we got national treasure we got the absolute terrible film uss indianapolis men of courage uh this eight millimeter millimeter back there the family man is there so yeah it's it's not a great quadrant Family Man is there. He acts crazy in that movie, I think. It was, he's, he's, uh, he's, well, no, could, he's, he's got like a, moments. It, it's averaged out and he's got like a three for crazy. So it's, oh, that's him. That's him right there. Okay. Yeah, right here. So, so he's got like a three for crazy. All right. All right. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what you can do with this information, but <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we are slowly making a graph of more and more faces. Yep. Nice. All right. Let's bring it back to here. All right. So we have made it through this show. We had a lot to say. We had some hot takes. Um, Lauren, tell us about uh, some of the projects that you're working on. Yes. Um, so I am working on Sleepover. 
It is on 2MB Studios. Sleepover is exactly what it sounds like. Um, picture yourself. You're back in time. You're 13. And you're having a sleepover with all your friends. We play games. We conjure ghosts. We call crushes. Um, and we're all children. Um, and it's super fun and great. And it actually... Um, really works well in the Zoom format, I will say. Aside from Sleepover, which is the second, fourth uh, Saturday every month at 2MB Studios, I also bake something every single week and put it on YouTube. And it's just calming. It's just a calming time. I'm not going to teach you anything. I don't put up the recipe. But if you just like want to sit and be like, I just want to hear someone talk to me about them baking, there you go. Where's that? I feel like you're good. I feel like you're going to start getting like ASMR followers. I should, because I'm really like, all right, Next, we're going to do this. Pour. Okay, what? now it's going to go in the oven. So it's, it's just calming. People need nice, calming content now. Do we get to see um, you um, take a bite out of it and like say how it is? I do. At, at the end, I always I always take a bite. Um, I pretty much always say like, oh, it's really good. <laughs> oh, I just found have- it. Okay, wow. I had no idea this existed. This is great. Do you yeah, have, uh, did you say your YouTube channel name? It's a so I don't know it. It's Lauren, it's Lauren Chapman. It's just Lauren Chapman. Just Lauren Chapman. I've tried to look it up so many times and I don't understand YouTube enough to find out like what the URL is, but I've been posting something every single week. And so it's been going on for like 40 something weeks. (laughs) Yeah. You have a lot here. Wow. It started in um, March. So it started right when the pandemic started. Mini Earl Grey pies. Anyway, yeah, sorry, I, mean, right. yeah. I got a little uh, sidetracked. That's interesting. Cool. All right. Now I'm like looking at all oh, these. Oh, this is so cute. It's just all these videos of you. With the food. This is great. All right. Anyway. Nice, happy music. Like, it's just nice. That's it's so just good. nice. This is great. I'm, I'm so glad to learn about this. Um. All right. So, yes. Any final thoughts before we say goodnight? Uh, I want to see a musical Don't- version of this. Yes. That's my final thought. Lauren, what you got? Yeah, don't 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 emotionally cheat on your spouse. Yeah. You know? And if you're going to, own up to it. Own up to it. Make a nice, clean, healthy cut. <laughs> Decide your future. Don't let it be decided for you. Wow. All, All right, right, guys. We <laughs> some heavy have shit. A big month of romantic movies ahead of us. Um, we are gonna be watching the movie Moonstruck next week with our friend Lara Drayson. It's on Valentine's Day, so we'll be having a little wine and chocolate during it. Should be fun. Um, and then we have after that the movie Next, which is not a romantic movie, but will also be interesting. And then our final m- m- in the month of romance is City of Angels, the last Sunday of the month. So that's what we've got coming up um and we will see you all next week thank you again lauren you've been a great guest and uh it's been awesome to have you yay thank you bye everybody bye unlocking the cage is produced by the manager special music by will janetta check out our other shows as well as sketches animation and short films at managerscomedy.com.